0: Nina Matsumoto is the creator of the web comic series Saturnalia and the creator of the Simpsonsu, a manga portrait of The Simpsons. Her first book for Del Rey Manga is Yokaiden. Thank you for joining me, Nina. Oh,
1: thanks for giving me this opportunity.
0: Nina, tell me when you first encountered um, the manga format in your in your life. You were brought up in Vancouver, is that correct?
1: Yes, Vancouver, BC.
0: And when did you first start getting uh, seeing manga?
1: I've been reading manga all my life because I grew up in a Japanese family and I have relatives in Japan who would send manga over here for me and my siblings. And uh, I mostly grew up reading Doraemon and other works by uh, Fujiko uh he mostly wrote manga for children. And yeah, I pretty much, my, my entire childhood revolved around reading manga.
0: Now, tell me about, um, uh, there are different kinds of, of manga aimed at different audiences, some for young girls, some for young boys, maybe some for a more general audience, some for an older audience. What manga first drew your attention and made you think, boy, I want to read this stuff?
1: I always have to say Doraemon, definitely. And that was really for all, um, all ages, because children and adults enjoy that series. It's for both boys and girls also.
0: Now, now, as as you were growing up and reading this manga, was there any other comics or literature that, you know, really interested you?
1: Mm, I wouldn't say so. I I was mostly interested in in manga. Um, When I started getting into Western comics, I was about uh, 13 years old. Mm -hmm. And for a while there, I was really into Western stuff, and I wanted to to draw in a more Western style, but eventually I, I went back to man- manga, and that's really my my main Na- staple in reading, I'd say.
0: Now, had you always been interested in drawing manga as well as in just reading it?
1: Yes, I've always been in, uh, been drawing.
0: And, and so you first started drawing in a, in a kind of a manga style then, I guess.
1: I would say so. I mostly copied what I saw, so mm-hmm. yes, I would say so.
0: Well, um, here you are. You're you're 13 years old. You've been exposed to Western comics and and uh, a, a lot of manga. Uh, mm-hmm. What did your friends think of all this? This isn't common for a 13 year old girl.
1: <laughs> yeah, my friends weren't as interested in comics. I was pretty much by myself. I didn't really talk about it either. It was mostly something I did on my own time.
0: Now, now, when you uh, started a at some point you decided to, to create your own comic called Saturnalia. Um, you published this on the web. Could you just talk about you know the influence of the internet when you were uh, reading manga and first starting to draw this comic?
1: Well, when I first started doing the comic, that was when manga had really become more mainstream mm-hmm. and more titles became available in stores, so more people got interested in, in it. And I wanted to see if I could, well, tell a story and create an audience. Uh, I didn't really advertise much. I just wanted to get my work out there. Not really concerned about who was reading it or not. Well, as long as my friends read it, of course. And if people eventually found it and started reading it, I guess they liked it a lot.
0: Now, um, when you started doing *A Saturnalia*, y- y- you it you weren't really. A- Particularly experienced in, in the, the manga style, could you just talk about you know getting the tools you know to do the art on, put the art on the paper? To, tell me what kind of tools do you use? I mean, brushes, papers.
1: Um, it's always a funny thing when I talk about tools because I, I'm always pretty behind when it comes to tools myself. I don't do enough research. I don't think so. It took even now. It took me a while to get into the more professional stuff. When I was doing Saturnalia, I just drew on computer paper with. Any old pencil I could find lying around, wow. and I would sometimes ink with a, a ballpoint pen. <laughs> <So> that <laughs> shows you like... how unconcerned about un- unconcerned I am about the tools. And when I did Yokai the whole first book was done by uh, done with disposable pens. And now I have uh, I have a technical pen, a rapidograph, made by coroners. So they're made of Uh, The nibs are metallic, so they don't get worn down, and I have to refill the ink myself. It gives me a lot more than a disposable pen. I can't believe I drew the entire first book with disposable pens. I still draw on computer paper, though, but now it's cardstock computer paper. Hmm. Uh, It's just cheaper and easier for me that way, instead of using professional-grade comic book paper. And... When I tone, I use a Wacom Intuos 3, and I only bought this because my old old tablet. Uh, I had accidentally wrecked it by spilling liquids on it.
2: <laughs> so a- I'm
1: really not uh, in the know when it comes to tools, and people always ask me, oh, what tools do you use? And I just think, well, you really shouldn't be asking me because I'm just as clueless as you are when it comes to tools.
0: When you were first doing this comic, uh, could you talk about you know posting it and and it, you know it, right now it seems very easy to put stuff on the internet, but was mm-hmm. it easy back then for you to to get all that whole thing set up and get your own domain name? Did you start out with spacecoedy.com or?
1: Well, back then there wasn't anything like Deviant Art where uh, a site will give you some space to put your artwork on. Mm-hmm. You pretty much had to get a GeoCities page and and that did not give you too much space. Things are a lot different now, mm-hmm. and I'm glad that there is a site like DeviantArt where people can just sign up and put up their artwork. Because when I first started putting up artwork online, it really was hard to find uh, free web space mm-hmm. that wasn't full of ads. Uh, and I started putting up art at the advice of my friend. I wasn't really interested and put up my art online, but mm-hmm. my friend urged me to, and uh, people liked it. I eventually bought com and I put up a site, and I wasn't really expecting anything from it, really, just, you know, here's my artwork. Mm-hmm. Just a a site where I could point my friend, friends towards if I wanted to show off my art. And really, if uh, demon art gives me the greater exposure, I think. I mean, that's where I put up some in got all the exposure from.
0: Well, tell us a little bit about it, DeviantArt. I'm not really familiar with it, so tell me uh, who they are and what they do and how you found them.
1: Basically, an artist community. Uh, you just sign up. It's all free. You put up all your artwork. There's no limit to how much you can put up. Mm-hmm. People can comment on it uh, or critique it. That's pretty much all there is to it. It's pretty simple, but it's a it's an enormous community.
0: Now, as, as part of that community, did you get a lot of feedback right off the bat when you started putting up this uh, your, your manga story?
1: Oh, well, I didn't put my manga there. Uh, that was where I put my pictures. Uh, my manga I put up on a site called uh, Comic Genesis, which
2: mm-hmm.
1: was called Keem Space at the time, mm-hmm. where anyone can sign up and, and put up their comics, their web comics. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yeah, like I said, I didn't advertise much. I'm not sure how people found me. I guess word of mouth. One person finds it and then links it to their friends, and then their friends link it to other friends. I really think word of mouth is the best way of advertising. And I would prefer that people find my work through word of mouth other than me saying, hey, look at my stuff. Because that means people really are interested and are telling
0: their uh, their friends about it. Now, um, let's talk about. Um, so you you've got yourself had yourself up on the webcomic site. You had yourself on DeviantArt, and in uh, you were in high school, I guess, yeah. when you decided to start creating Saturnalia. Um, mm-hmm. Tell us about uh, doing that. I mean, that's not again cheerleading. Normal <laughs> or mm-hmm. maybe somewhat normal creating a a a manga series set in the year twenty nine ninety nine maybe not so normal <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
1: what
0: well, what made you decide to do that and and uh, choose that particular subject
1: well um there really isn't much to it actually uh see uh I don't really consider myself the best. I'm sorry, can I start over here? Sure, sure. Okay. Uh, okay, should I phrase this? All right. It's very hard for me to come up with an idea, just an idea to start off with. Once I have an idea for a story, I can build on that, but just come up with that first thing. It's very hard. And I had no ideas back then. Um, I was good at creating characters, but when it came to a plot line, it just... Uh, I couldn't think of anything that really appealed to me that could really get me going until I thought of this, uh, the plot for Saturnalia, which is about a group of people in the future who are vigilantes and protect robots from from humans abusing them. I, Yeah, that was pretty much the first good story idea I've come up with, I would say, so I didn't want to let go of the opportunity to finally make a comic that I could work on, and I just ran with it.
0: Now, um, you you say you you ran with it, yeah? But mm-hmm. um, I understand too that you used to you talk a, a bit about that it's not always that easy to to draw, and you came up with this term that I've never heard before, but I thought it was really interesting, art block. Tell us what art block is and what happens, when, what you do when that happens.
1: Oh, art block. <laughs> well, have you heard of writer's block? Yes, yes. It's pretty much that, except with artwork. It's when you draw and nothing comes out right for some reason. Everything looks bad uh, or you don't have any ideas. It's just one of those days or, or weeks. Sometimes you can go out for months where nothing comes out well, and there's really not much I can do about it. I mean, everyone has their own way of dealing with writer's block or artist block. But for me, I just have to sit out, sit it out, and wait.
0: Now, um, when you're sitting out and wait, but if you've got a, a webcomic, aren't people like expecting you from going? Come on, what's what's next? What's the next story?
1: Oh, uh, yes, exactly, and that's the biggest problem. When it came to Saturnalia, though, since it was just a free a free webcomic mm-hmm. and uh, it was made for practicing artwork and comicing, so I would just push myself to get a page done anyway.
2: Mm-hmm. Even if
1: it looked bad, I would post it. Most of the time, people didn't even notice, so that was good. When I'm doing yokai though, I want my pages to look the best, so sometimes I would have to fall a little bit behind while I wait for my art groove to come back.
0: Uh, now, when you're doing something like Saturnalia, that's a long story, and there's maybe a lot to keep track of. I mean, you know, it's been up there for is it five years now?
1: Yes, five years, but only nine chapters, nine ten chapters.
0: N- now, uh, g- given that, still, that's a that's a lot of plot. Could you talk about keeping track of the of the of your plot and your characters, so you know who's who and who's where and who's doing what? Do you like have a spreadsheet or some kind of like a, a cheat sheet to help you with that?
1: Actually, I rarely ever write things down. It's all in my head. Wow. I will never lose track. I'm not sure why. Probably because I can't stop thinking about my own comics. Uh, when it comes to Yokai though I have to write things down only so I can show my editor. But if I was working on it by my, all by myself, I would not be doing that. I just, I don't know. I prefer to keep it all in my head.
0: Now, um, l- let's talk about Yokaiden. Well, mm-hmm. the, no, let, let, before we go to the Yokaiden, now, you are, were drawing Saturnalia and just on a whim mm-hmm. de- decided to do a, a manga portrait of The Simpsons called The Simpsonsu. Mm-hmm. Uh, could you talk about what that decision and, and doing that? It, it's a really nicely done. How long did it take you to do that?
1: I think it took me about mm, eight hours or so. I don't really keep track. Mm hmm.
0: What made you do a a manga portrait of The Simpsons? It's
1: kind of creepy. It is creepy, actually. I drew it because I wanted to see what The Simpsons would look like in my style, Mm -hmm. and I had predicted it to be very creepy, and I wanted to keep my friends out with it because I like to draw just to get a reaction from my friends like that. And it wasn't meant to be such a big picture in the first place. I just wanted to do The Family at first, but then I decided to base it on a picture with, with all these other characters. I thought, well, if I'm going to be drawing the Simpsons in my style, why not go the extra mile and, and throw some other characters in there? And then I ended up inking it and coloring it. And in the end, I, I had created this thing. I wasn't sure what to think of it. <laughs> because I, I, on one hand, it was creepy. On the other hand, it kind of worked. <laughs> Especially some characters more than others
0: it's it's very funny um uh the the uh 3d spikes in yes
1: that was fun to do <laughs>
0: um now you posted this and you put this up on your your website right was this on deviantart it went up on deviantart okay now you put, posted this on deviantart and you had a huge reaction to it which were you surprised by that
1: i was definitely surprised i was expecting something like that just to be uh for it to be Around the internet overnight, literally, and then getting all those job offers from it. That was shocking.
0: What, now, tell us about the job offers you got. More than one, I guess.
1: Yes. Uh, it was Bongo Comics,
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, Matt Groening's, the comics company that publishes System Comics, Bart, uh, Bart System Comics, and Futurama Comics, contacted me first and asked me to do the, to do a manga parody for them because they had a script for a manga parody lying around, and they didn't have an artist yet. And the art director saw my picture, and he decided to contact me and ask me to do the artwork for it. Where did he see your picture? It was uh, an employee had printed it out and posted it up in his cubicle. Really? Yeah. (laughs) And uh, then it was Del Rey to contact me. Mm. They said they couldn't find my email on my site, so they contacted me through DeviantArt that time. Mm-hmm. And they said, hey, uh, we saw your picture, and if you have any uh, any ideas for a comic, we'd love to see your pitch.
0: Now, you came up with Yokiden, I think, which is a really interesting, I love this, the subject of Yokiden, so let's talk about coming up with that. What, where did that come from for you?
1: The story idea or just the subject of yokai?
0: Were you always familiar with the subject of the yokai? I mean, was that something that was in your life for a long time, or was that just something that you said, I need a story idea, yokai? (laughs) Uh,
1: No, I wasn't really into it until recently when I would start uh, describing these Japanese monsters to my uh, one of my friends who was very interested. And then I decided that I need to do a story to tell people about these because um, Japanese monsters, you don't really see them in North America or anywhere else outside of Japan, really. Mm -hmm. Uh, There are so many different kinds. They're so interesting and weird that I wanted to teach people about them and I thought, hey, I should do a comic about them because there aren't many manga about them either.
0: Now, um, this is a, a Japanese folklore, which is mm-hmm. uh, rather different from you know Western folklore, or but it also sh- shares some similarities. Could you talk about, um, you know, your experience, you know, finding the things that are same that were universal in the Japanese folklore and bringing those into your manga, your story, and the things that were uniquely Japanese, and and that kind of tension between those two things
1: folklore is the folklore is the, the folk surrounding the, the different
0: yokai, or? yeah yeah well um, it seems to me like uh, there there are certain uh, themes in folklore that that are already almost universal um, for example when when your uh, character goes mm-hmm. into the kind of the netherworld, there's that you know uh, a rip Van Winkle effect where it's dislocated from time that's universal but the creatures he experiences he sees the Kappa um Kayuman Zygo and, you know, the, the Namaji, I may be absolutely murdering <laughs> these these names. Um, they're very different. So, you know, when you're creating the story, uh, could you talk about uh, taking these kind of Japanese elements and, and putting them into something that, you know, Western people would, would get or to, you know, help us understand what, what's up? Hmm. Well, the
1: Japanese elements... Are definitely there. I'm, I when I think of the plot, uh, the whole story, I'm trying to give it a kind of a folklore feel to it. I would say I am far more influenced by Japanese folklore than Western folklore. Mm-hmm. The mean, mean old lady, that's definitely Japanese. Mm-hmm. And I guess, I guess they're pretty present in, in Western folklore. Folklore also. The we call mean them- relatives
0: yeah, the greedy relatives and 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 the, you yes. know the uh, the evil stepmothers.
1: There's that too, and uh, mean old ladies in Japanese folklore they tend to be mean to animals also. Mm-hmm. Like there's one folklore where an old lady cuts out uh, cuts a sparrow's tongue off because it was eating her glue. Mm. But then the kind old uh, her husband, the kind old man, helps it and he's And then, uh, in gratitude, the sparrows take him to their world. So other worlds, yeah, that's another thing that's universal, I suppose.
0: Well, tell us about, how did you research all these these different critters? I mean, you know, they they seem to be based on very specific uh, Japanese folk, creatures that are specific to Japanese folklore. Did you, um, were these things you just heard of, or did you go out and research each one?
1: Oh, I've, Many, many, many books on it. Oh, really? Books from Japan, yes. I just looked through all of them, and... Well, these yokai, they aren't really from folklore or tales, I'd say. They're mostly just uh, creatures without much of a background. Mm -hmm. Creatures from different regions of the country. Mostly made to explain things like strange sounds at night Mm -hmm. and such, or to scare children into doing things.
0: Or, or to explain why you trip in the forest. I guess that's the, yes, the yes, shin rubber.
1: Exactly.
0: I guess in the different regions of J- Japan, each has their own unique little uh, yokai. Now, is are the yokai known throughout Japan? I mean, is this something that if I went to Japan and I said, what's yokai in this region, somebody would say, oh, it's, you know, Kayumon Zaigo or, or King Enma? Oh, well, Kyumon Zaigo is
1: just the character I created.
0: Mm. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's the he's the Ronin, right? Yeah,
1: yes.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, now you mentioned it the in the first story, which is about the, the the Kappa, which to me looks very much like a, a trickster um, from yes. the Coyote. Your your, your uh, domain name is Space Coyote, and I'm sure you know this. Coyote's the trickster, and, and the Kappa looks very much like a trickster. Mm-hmm. Uh, do they share some similarities?
1: Um. Kappa is one of the most Mm well-known yokai in in Japan, and it's so well-known that there's a sushi name, that's right. Oh, really? uh, The cucumber rolls. Mm -hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: They're known to like cucumbers. Uh, Oh, oh, right, right. Yes, yes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's coming to me now.
1: There are are kappa in North American culture. Actually, in the first book, I wanted to introduce some of the most well-known yokai, and that includes kappa. Mm Mm-hmm. And the the ghost, the paper ghost lantern and paper umbrella, uh, a paper lantern ghost, the paper umbrella ghost. Mm-hmm. Those are all very well known in Japan. Like even a child knows them. Mm-hmm. Uh. Yeah, kappa. There are so many different stories about them. Sometimes they're mischievous. Sometimes they're helpful. I chose to make them mischievous and kind of gangster-like, because it's more fun that way. And. Yeah. Um,
2: well,
0: uh, tell me. Now, you mentioned in the, the very first story, you mentioned a name Inukai mm-hmm. Mizuki. Is that a real person? Did, was there really somebody named Inukai Mizuki who cataloged the,
2: the yokai? Uh,
1: no. He's completely made up. <laughs> but Mizuki, the last name, is taken from Shigeru Mizuki, who's a very famous manga artist in Japan who's well known for his yokai manga. Mm-hmm. And he pretty much helped popularize yokai in the 60s. He he did a series called uh, Gegege no Kitaru. Mm-hmm. Right now it's becoming popular again because it's been made into a live-action movie and a new anime series. Oh, really? There's been a few anime series based on his uh, his manga. It's all about yokai. And I try to be careful uh, not to steal anything from him because his work is so well-known. I'm mm-hmm. trying to make it as far away from his series as possible.
2: Mm-hmm
0: now uh when you're when you're creating the the stories for each of these are they based on specific tales from the region or are you just uh snagging the monster as a character and, and then uh from there spinning the story yourself to to go with your character
1: yeah i'm spinning the stories myself but as the series go on i will introduce um the actual stories into the story uh into your uh if there is a specific, specific story, I will put it in there. But like I said, most of the yokai don't come with them. Hmm. to figure out some way to put them into the, the storyline.
0: Now, um, one thing that, that I, I really like about this is the the variety of the tones of the stories. Because when you first see Kappa, it's kind of cute, but it has I mean, legs in it. Bear trap. Yeah, <laughs> so, and afterwards it looks fairly menacing. Could you talk about uh, using the the your folkloric background to um, you know evoke you know stories, things that are funny, scary, you know, actually com- kind of creepy too?
1: Well, I think a lot of folklore are kind of like that. They do, some of them deal with very uh, heavy, disturbing subject matter, but it's treated in a rather light, simple way, Mm -hmm. and I wanted to keep that feeling in there, so even when, you know, someone dies or someone's horribly injured, the characters just move on forward.
0: (laughs) Now, now, um, as you're doing this, you know, you're kind of exporting, uh, you know, a a Japanese culture to, to the West, and one of the things I noticed is that, you know, while Del Rey publishes a lot of manga that's published in manga style that is... Right to left. Yours Mm -hmm. is published in traditional American style, left to right. What made you... Did you make that choice, or did they?
1: Oh, I made that choice. Because the only reason why manga is right from right to left is because Japanese writing goes from right to left. Mm -hmm. And, well, Yōkai-ren is originally in English, so it would have to go from left to right.
0: Okay. well, That's very interesting. Now, um... How much control, when you're doing this, when you're creating the art, how much control do you have over the layout in terms of how it goes into the book and how each page, say, looks?
1: Oh, I pretty much have control
0: of everything I would say. Really? That's amazing. Now, can I ask how old you are?
1: 24. I recently turned 24. Wow. When the first book came out, in November eighteenth of this year,
0: mm-hmm. that was my twenty fourth birthday. Well, congratulations!
1: <laughs> Thank you. <laughs>
0: um, there's a lot of really great uh, phrases in there, and one of the things I love is is the scene where you, where the the three I think they're lantern spirits, paper lantern spirits, are looking at, at your your character, and and they say, "Now here's something you don't see every day," mm-hmm. and, and which is of course for us the the three critters. Yes. <laughs> Could you talk about you know using that kind of perspective, the you know the monsters looking at us, and and you know the this alien perception of how things um, in America look. Uh,
1: how things in,
0: in what? Sorry. Well, well, the, the the when you're a lot of this is told, the stories are told. You know, involve giving us the monsters' perception of, of the human world. Oh uh, yes. Yeah. And, and could you talk about uh, does that you know? Maybe reflect some of your own experience
1: um, perhaps i'm I tend to do some some odd things or say some odd things, and people people react to that, and I guess I've taken some of those experiences now that I think about it
2: That's
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now now um. This is a Yōkai Yōkaiden book one. How far are you into Yōkaiden book two? And I mean, how do you balance all this with you know your work for Bongo Comics? I think you're still working for them, are you? Aren't you? Or
1: well, when it comes to Bongo, that's more of a just a work for hire thing. So uh, whenever I have the time, they'll mm-hmm. say, will uh, say, hey, uh, there's this story, there's this five five page story. Do you want to do it? And I'll think about it and go. And say yes or no. I said yes to all of them so far. <laughs> um, yeah, so far I've finished the comic part of the, the second book, mm-hmm. and right now I'm just working on the extras, mm-hmm. like the the pages explaining the yokai and then the things in the end.
0: I really like this kind. Of, you're, you're a field guide to the yokai, and I think that's one of my favorite parts of the books. Is the kind of you know the encyclopedia. Do you think you'll make eventually your own? you know, complete encyclopedia of the yokai-den?
1: Mm, an encyclopedia of yokai. That would be a to make. But, I'm seeing more, more books like that out there in English. Such mm-hmm. as this one called Yokai Attack. Oh, really? Yeah. So, I've looked through it and, and I'd recommend it to anyone else who's interested in learning more about yokai.
0: Now, um, so you've got the, the, Yoke Haiden book 2 is coming out. You're still working with the Simpsons. Are you working on are you going to return to Saturnalia or are you thinking of starting maybe a third series?
1: I don't think I would ever go back to Saturnalia unfortunately. If I did, it would be to get it uh, published mm. on paper mm-hmm. and I would have to start over from the very beginning and I would have to change a lot of things because I've changed a lot since I was 16 years old when I first started that comic.
0: I would imagine so.
1: <laughs> yes, <laughs> I yeah. can make it much better this time. I think. I mean, there are so many things I don't like about San there, yet I still love it like a child.
0: And are you? Do you have a, You know, anything else in the hopper?
1: No, I would say that's about it. <laughs> but Yokai can last me for a while. I mean. It's such a simple story that I could stretch it out for as long as I want to, or or end it very quickly.
0: Well, that sounds fascinating. We'll be looking forward to Yokaiden Part Two. I've been speaking with Nina Matsumoto. She's the creator of the web comic series Saturnalia. Her new book from Del Rey Manga is Yokaiden. Thank you for joining me, Nina. No problem. <laughs>